Welcome to the Commissioner's Minute Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, my name is Nathan Tani. I'm joined here by Mr. Giannato and yo, Mr. Yo. Peanut. Um, and we did this last year. It was the third most listened to podcast, and it was long as hell. But we're doing it again. We're doing a first-round mock draft interview of the NFL draft. Who's excited? I'm very I'm, excited. I'm just I'm happy really I can be here. Just happy I can be on this podcast when it finally returns to talking about football instead of golf. Um, you know, so uh, <laughs> we caught a little, a little slack for you know going away for f- six months and then coming back to talk about golf, but it was a great Masters, so I don't really care. We were completely wrong too, so that's nice. Nathan, we're always right on our podcasts, our predictions, um, especially last year's draft. We didn't get any picks wrong. That that yeah. is true. Yeah, that one guy was definitely picked twice. Besides for that. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> uh, see, that's how you know no one listens is because I did no one caught that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people did catch that. I know I'm not sure. But while we're on while on the topic of football, just some just some announcements we gotta make. We do we are gonna be implementing those changes that we voted on last year because we didn't do it last year for whatever reason sorry about that but we will be implementing those soon and if you guys have any more like changes or anything you want to make or throw to a vote or anything just throw it in the group me and we can vote on it or figure it out if you want us to do it just text us and we can figure it out for any like scoring changes or anything like that so we have to now's a good time to start thinking about those because with it being the off season and now that we're starting to think about football again with the draft so just let us know yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe, you know, sometime in the next month or so, uh we could try and get as many people on a Discord uh as possible from the league and just, you know, have an idea and just go through and do like verbal votes, you know, all in real time so that way we can kind of, you know, have like some sort of, you know, filibuster and some debates. Um cuz that'd be fun. So, uh we'll see. I'll send out a group me uh for like dates and times uh to try and get all 13 people on a computer at one time that might be very difficult so we'll see so Gio, you want to explain how we're doing this draft sure sure so the way this draft is going to work is we're all just going to rotate through picks so i'm going to go first because it will align with the two packers picks later in the draft peanut's going to go second because it's going to align with the patriots picks later in the draft and because the browns have a first round pick nathan said he would go third and so we're just going to go like that. Then I'll be fourth. Pino will be fifth. Nathan will be sixth. Then we'll continue on like that. And we're just going to do the first round. And I think that's pretty much that. I'm going third. Third. Yeah. Pino's going third. third. Yeah, third, third <laughs> lines up with the Patriots. We're off to a great start, folks. As you can tell, we never mess anything up. Never. Never. <laughs> So on the on the clock is the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mr. Giannato, who are you taking? So the Jag in this year's draft, it's a little different. It's not like there's this number one overall that who everyone assumes is gonna go number one overall. You've heard a couple different um different people with like Aiden Hutchinson and um 
Kavan, however you say his last name. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I don't want to butcher it. And then also recently Trayvon Walker. And because this is the Jaguars, and I also happened to place a wager on Aiden Hutchinson over 1.5 draft, I actually think they're going to go with Trayvon Walker because of the recent hype that's been coming to him and the Jaguars seem to mess every pick up. So that's who I'm going with <laughs> with them at the first overall pick. Wow. So Trayvon Walker won overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Edge from Georgia, by the way. Lovely. So I'm on the clock now with the Detroit Lions. Correct. The Lions will take Aiden Hutchinson at the second overall. And, um, and yeah, really, you know, seems like an all-around Michigan guy. We, they want him there in Detroit. Yeah, Honestly, I think that makes sense. Yeah, if, if Hutchinson falls to the Lions, I think that's their best-case scenario. It's almost like Penny Sewell falling to them last year. It's yeah, the guy they want the most just happens to fall into their laps. So yeah, I agree. That's a that's a good um, that's a great example recently too. Um, as far as the Texans go here at three, uh, I think the biggest miracle out of last season is that the Texans don't have the first pick with how bad their roster is. Um, I mean, you look at any mock draft or like team needs thing and everyone's like, oh, the, the Texans just need everything. There's not like, <laughs> oh, here are five positions the Texans need. The, t- the, the word is just everything. Um, <laughs> literally literally every position. position. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, think, I think we can safely rule out quarterback for the Texans. I, I feel like they're pretty comfortable with Davis Mills for at least another year, um, particularly with next year's quarterback class. Um, at least projected to be significantly better than this year's class. Um, so I think for them, it's a matter of taking the best overall player. Um, and personally, and I know he's taken some flack during the the lead up to the draft. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the best player in the draft um, from a talent perspective. Um, I think he's very similar to Jadavion Clowney, who I know didn't necessarily live up completely to the hype throughout his entire career. Um, but I think people also forget how good Clowney was in those first handful of years, ironically, also in Houston. Um, I think Thibodeau is going to be an absolute wrecker in the AFC. Um, so third pick, I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau. Beautiful. I'm sure the Texans would be very happy to get him at three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm the fourth pick uh, with the, the New York <laughs> Jets. Gio's the fourth pick. Naked. Wow. God, we suck. I mean, if you want it, you can draft for the Jets and I'll just take six, but I was just thinking so we don't mess it up later. <laughs> no, okay. nope, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. So, so the Jets here, um, there's talk about them trading for Debo Samuel, but I, I forgot to mention this in the pre-draft things. Obviously, they have not traded for Debo Samuel as of the start of this podcast. So as of now, they have a need at wide receiver so that's one thing to consider but there is definitely rumors that they've been looking into someone like dk metcalf or now Debo samuel in the last couple days and that they've been in talks with the 49ers about looking for him so with that i kind of feel like they might add one of those guys a wide receiver probably not actually possibly terry mclaren as well but we'll see what happens with that so I think um, if Stingley is still there, I think they'll probably go with him next because they do have a need at cornerback, and I do think he's probably the best player still left. 
you could argue that um, the tackle for Mississippi State could also be up there, but I think they need cornerback more than tackle, <laughs> especially with Mackay Becton coming back from injury for the beginning part of the season. They should be pretty set around there, so I think Stingley makes sense for them here, cornerback from LSU. Wow, Stingley over Sauce? Yeah, so, I was going to go Sauce. I went with the bigger conference because I feel like that's what mm. uh, the Jets are going to yeah. go with. But Gio watches a lot of ESPN, doesn't he? A lot of ESPN. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge SEC fan, if you can tell. Well, it just means more. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, so we're five picks in and only uh, two of the guys have been from the SEC, so. You know, do the math. It's not that good of a conference. Um, so who, the new- took, who, who took those two guys, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> you did. Um, so uh, fifth overall pick to the New York Giants. They also have seven, um, and their biggest needs are um, not wide receiver because they have the most expensive wide receiver room in football right now, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> um so I think here they're just going to take Charles Cross at tackle. Um, you know, they're, they're going all in for the third time on Daniel Jones, um, even though he's definitely not the guy. But um, going all in again, seeing what Dable can do uh, on the offensive side and seeing if he can work his magic. Um, and to do that with the young quarterback, you need to have a good O-line. So they're going to take Charles Cross. I am going to be really interested. Um, and I do think that's a good pick, but I will be really interested to see how these three tackles that are kind of bunched together at the top of the draft shake out um, yeah. with Cross, Neil, and uh, oh, who was the third guy? Team Iwoku. Oh yeah, Iwokuno? yeah, so, Um Yeah, all three of those guys seem to be pretty bunched together, uh, and all seem to have. Some really big positives, uh, as well as um, not necessarily big negatives, but kind of unique negatives to each of them. So it'll be really interesting to see how teams evaluate them um, and, and value them next Thursday. Yeah, another interesting tidbit is, when was the first time in an NFL draft they've been five picks in and with no quarterbacks? I can't think of it. I like before Miles Garrett. The Jimmy uh, Smith year is what I'm thinking of when he went like 19 to the Jets, right? Yeah, I really can't time? think of any. Well, wasn't Deshaun Kaiser the first pick in his first quarterback taken in his draft at 30 something? I don't yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That could have been it. But if, if only we were all currently in front of things that could. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently looking up and just trying to. It's not. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. Not the 2017 NFL draft. That is when uh, Deshaun was taken, but I forgot. Um, that was the Mitch Trubisky draft. That was the Mitch Trubisky. Uh, was, Patrick was that Mahomes. A, was that just a subtle way for me to get a Mitch Trubisky yeah. weapon in for Matt and Rhino? Maybe. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> this might be. Was then Dak Prescott in that one, too? Maybe like fourth round somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the Christian Ponder year wasn't he taken like twelfth? Christian Ponder. He might have been the first quarterback taken in that yeah. draft. Ben, it's been a league. long time. Yeah, to say the least. Oh wait, no, that was never mind. That was the Cam Newton year. Well, our yeah. memories are shot. It, it's, it's been a long week of work. 
<laughs> it's just been a long time too. Like since that, I mean, because like the the last what four or five drafts ever ever since the Miles Garrett, it was a quarterback taken one overall, right? People just get quarterback hungry. They want to find yeah, homes. Baker, Kyler, Joe Burrow, Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we need Pina, to. You- uh, yeah, I think we need to refocus on our draft. Yeah, no, uh, this is going to be long. This is going to be hour, yeah. hour and a half long. We're we're going to talk. We're not just going to draft. I was going to say, I've got nothing to do. Yeah. Um, it's Friday afternoon. I poured some Breckenridge bourbon, and we're feeling good. Well, the weather here in Dayton, Ohio, it's like 75 and sunny, so I would like to drink outside. So, But that's okay. I got no plans. Right, Peanut, right. you're on uh, the clock with the Carolina Panthers. Yep. So I think in a dream scenario for the Panthers, um, they could draft here for talent, um, especially if Ahmad Gardner actually does follow them somehow at six. Um, draft for talent uh, instead of um, quarterback. That being said, I don't think Matt Rule and that front office have another year to wait. Um Obviously, it'd be great to draft for just purely talents and then suck this year and get a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud next year. Um, I don't think getting Baker or Jimmy G for them and going six and 11 or seven and 10 moves the needle enough to keep their jobs. Uh, I do think having a rookie quarterback and going six and 11, five and 12, something like that, if the rookie performs well, might save their jobs. Um, You know, attach themselves to that rookie quarterback. Um, so again, I don't think this is the, the best situation they put themselves in. Um, typically, though, if you're dropping the top 10, you're obviously not in the best situation. Um, I think M- Malik Willis is probably going to be the best quarterback to come out of this draft overall. Um, I think his feelings the highest. And uh, as long as he doesn't get put in a terrible situation, I think he'll probably develop into the best quarterback. That being said, I think Kenny Pickett is the most NFL ready. And at the end of the day, that's what the Panthers need. They need a rookie quarterback that can come and have some sort of success his rookie season. Um, if Kenny Pickett can't beat out Sam Darnold in training camp, then he doesn't deserve to be an NFL quarterback. So that should take care of itself. So I'm going with Kenny Pitt- Pickett here at six. Your conference finest. Wow. That'd be, that'd be awesome if he went top, top 10. I like I the nugget of scrimmage it. against him in high school. I like the nugget of um, if he can't beat out Sam Darnold, he doesn't deserve to be in the NFL. That's 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 great. That's a great work right there. I, I really like that. It's Thank a very you. true statement. It's true. Very Some, true. Somebody statement. call ESPN. They need me as a as an analyst with that deep insight because clearly yeah. no one else in the world has thought that Sam Darnold is a is a bad quarterback. It's a hot take right here. <laughs> All right, New York Giants on the clock again with a trade from Chicago. What trade was this? This was for quarterback Justin Fields. Mm, okay. I thought Justin Fields was a running back. <laughs> <laughs> I played the fifth. Yeah, I was going to say another nugget is, is Matt, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace really tried to do that, uh, the Matt Rule strategy you were talking about uh, with Justin Fields last year, and that did not work. Well, you have so. to play him for it to work. <laughs> yeah. Andy Dalton, QB1. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't try to do the strategy. Yeah, At least Andy Dalton's better than Sam Darnold. 
maybe. Here's where I'm thinking for the Giants on this pick, though. Because, Nathan, one thing to consider, you did take a tackle, Charles Cross, last pick, like two picks ago. So it's kind of nuts that they have two picks within the first ten picks. There is a good chance that they try and move back on this and maybe try and increase in draft capital, especially if, like, no one they see is, like, in their range. But because they're not doing any trades, and I do honestly think this is probably the way they would go in this situation, I'm thinking Purdue edge rusher George Karloftis because the Giants do need some edge rush help at the moment. They, do, they need some help in multiple spots as well, but he's also one of the higher-rated edge rushers who could, who probably won't fall past them in, in the way this draft is shaping up. And because of the offensive lineman pick before, I think they go edge here. Very nice, very nice. All From right, Purdue, so I'm, by the way, I broke my I'm SEC on, trend. Big Ten, baby. <laughs> I'm on the clock here for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, the Falcons ha- have a lot of needs, kind of all over the place. Um, but, you know, just with, you know, with the quarterback landscape, you know, I could kind of see him, you know, taking the shot on Malik Willis here. Um I think the fact that Sauce has dropped all the way down to here is pretty remarkable. Um, and that, you know, top, at the eight spot with, you know, a quarterback, a cornerback who was that prolific in college. Um, I think they're going to take Malik Willis here and, and just, you know, try to try to get that figured out. Garrett Wilson was also on the, bo- the docket here, but I'm going to take Malik Willis here, eight overall with the, uh, the Falcons. Wow, is who's their quarterback right now? Marcus Mariota. They just they just yeah. traded Matt Ryan over. The yeah, you talking about Sam Darnold's not it. Mariota definitely ain't it. Okay, you got to stop slandering Mariota though, like that. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback, but don't compare him to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is consistently getting starting gigs. Mariota hasn't been a starter since. I don't even know where he was at Tennessee. He started like a few little, games in Oakland, I guess, but as a backup. Yeah, like he's he's backing up Tannehill and Carr, who are good quarterbacks, but not great. Okay, but you're saying Sam Darnold's consistently getting starting jobs. Yeah, for the Jets and the Panthers. Yeah, you know you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but yeah, the Panthers outside of their Super Bowl year have really just been pretty bad our entire lives. They both hey. should not be. They're both prolific quality NFL backup quarterbacks. And I would not want to go into week one as, or train a camp with them as my starter. I don't even know if I would hang Darnold as a backup quarterback, but that's probably <laughs> neither here nor there. Mariota, I agree. High-level backup. Yes. The, cha- the new yeah. Chase Daniels. <laughs> the new J- Case Keenum. Yeah. Hey, Case Keenum. Uh, great, great backup quarterback. And had one great year as a starter. That earned him a bunch he of money. He did. Did indeed. Made an NFC championship. Made it farther than Kirk Cousins ever did. That's true. That is true. All right, Peanuts on the clock with the Seattle Seahawks. Ninth overall pick from the Denver Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade, I'm guessing. Correct. Um, You know, I think the Seahawks are in a remarkably similar situation to the Panthers. Um, I think the big difference, though, is that Pete Carroll and that front office won't be fired if they have one bad season this year. 
Um, so for them, I think they can do what the Panthers are probably wishing they could, and that's draft purely for talent, a little bit for need. Obviously, the NFL is probably the the biggest pro sports league where you draft more for need than based purely on a player's talent and just find fit later. Um, but they can draft for talent, draft a little bit for need, and then roll into next draft, um, presumably not being very good this year, assuming they roll with maybe Drew Locke as their starter, which if you want to talk about people we can compare to Sam Donald, there's one for you. Um, yes. MVP. MVP. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, you can go ahead and make your pick, and I got a, I got a, I got a, uh, a story about Drew Locke. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking, uh, you know, they'll get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud next year would be their hope or another guy, Spencer Rattler's coming next year probably. So, um, you know, there's a handful of guys who, who could turn into viable QB prospects for next year's draft. Um, their two biggest needs really are the offense and defensive line. I hate passing on Sauce here because I think he's – I don't think he's going to be – he's obviously not going to match his numbers that he had at Cincinnati because he's not going up against East Carolina once a year anymore. Um, that being said, I don't think he fills a need for the Seahawks as much as some other guys do. Um, I would love to see Kyle Hamilton on the Seahawks. That being said, if Evan Neal falls to nine, I don't think there's a chance in hell the Seahawks don't take him. Um, they need offensive line help. He might be the best tackle uh, in this draft, but he also has the flexibility to play up and down the line, can play on the left and the right side. Um, yeah, I, I think Evan Neal's... Uh, a really good pick. Uh, he's got, I think, 40-plus starts in the college game, so he's, there's a ton of tape on him, and still he's he's really highly rated. So uh, if this is how the board falls for the Seahawks, I'm going Evan Neal at nine. Beautiful. My, my nugget on Drew Locke was uh, after our first season, I dropped Tom Brady for Drew Locke after I lost in the first round of the playoffs, um, thinking Tom Brady was going to retire as a fantasy football quarterback, and uh, that did not end up very well for me, so... Fuck you, Drew Locke. Fuck you. Yeah, but that sounds like that really sounds like Drew Locke's fault there. <laughs> it was. Peanut, I agree with most of your reasoning behind why they take the tackle, and I still I do agree that's probably who they would go here. The one thing I disagree with is with the Pete Carroll being able to survive another year. I'm not quite so sure he like if they have another bad year, he'll be around. I don't think they fire people now. Th- th- he may not stay, but he's up there in age too. So they might just yeah. be like retire or something like that. Yeah. I don't think they would though. Right. Um, assuming they, again, if they go into the season with a bad quarterback, the Seahawks seem comfortable enough. Yeah. That in a hard division. Hey, we know we suck. Right. We know we're not going to compete. Um, I mean, if you trade Russell Wilson and you replace him with Drew Locke, you're clearly planning to take a quarterback this year or next year. Yeah. So um, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Time will tell. But um, I get, yep. That, I think that puts me on the clock for the Jets again. Yeah. Love picking for the Jets twice. I was actually debating with, um, I actually did think about it for a second with Gar- Sauce falling this far, but obviously it took corner last time, so I don't think they would go corner twice. But could you imagine if they went corner twice and like with two top ten picks a corner? That'd be kind of that'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> but um, honestly, well, honestly, the way their division shaping up, you look at 
Buffalo's obviously got a really potent offensive attack, particularly through the air. And then Miami's got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle now. I know two has thrown the ball, so who knows how that shakes out. But um, yeah, I'm not saying I think they're going to take two corners. It wouldn't be the wildest thing in the world considering the state of their division and the AFC at large. Yeah, that's not what I'm doing. But um, this pick, um, I think, makes a lot of sense, even if they still trade for a wide receiver, if they still trade for like one of these DK Metcalfs or, or Terry McLaurin's or one of these guys. I still think they're going to go with Jamison Williams here. Assuming he falls, I'm pretty sure most people think he's going to fall. And the reason why is I do think a lot of NFL teams have him as the number one overall wide receiver in the draft. And he would have been easily the number one overall wide receiver in the draft if he didn't have the ACL tear in the national championship. Obviously, that's a big factor with looking at him, but he's a young player and they were already showing workouts of like i've seen workout videos of him already so i think it would make sense if they did trade for one of those like veteran ish i know they're not complete veterans but they're like third year in the league kind of wide receivers and so he could work his way up into into the roster and then they maybe don't even have to re-sign the guy they trade for so i think jamison williams is probably going to be the pick here at 10 beautiful um uh, who's next again? I kind of lost my screen here. I'm having computer issues. The Commanders. With the Commanders. The commanders yeah. um, I think the Commanders will absolutely take Sauce Williams at this point. It just it makes the most sense. And um, Gardner, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, him. Um, yeah, it just makes the most sense. So I'm gonna take Sauce. Just the best available. I can see that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm. I'm It's amazing yeah, you fell that far. Yeah, I don't think that happens next Thursday. No, I don't, I don't think, think so that happens in real life. Yeah, um, but who knows? We're never wrong on this podcast, so never. No, we're always probably, we're always right. Probably will happen. Um, as the one picking for the Vikings at twelve, I was hoping that Gardner would slip one more spot because that is the best case scenario for the the Vikings, um, since they absolutely desperately need a cornerback um and literally the notes i have here for the vikings it's literally i just put cornerback like no matter you could take we could have taken seven cornerbacks in the first 12 picks and i probably or first 11 picks and i still probably would have taken a corner here um so next best available guys trent mcduffie from washington pretty simple fills the biggest need talented guy um really a top 15 talent so uh, it's not like they're reaching or anything either. And because he's on the Vikings, let's hope he turns into the next Kevin King, also from Washington. Let's go. Sure. <laughs> now I could definitely see that pick, though. The Vikings, I feel like, do need a few a few spots. I saw some some mocks having them take a wide receiver, and it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean. They definitely got some other issues. I mean, an edge rusher would be a position. Um, at this point, though, I don't know if there's any edge rushers worth taking at 12. Maybe Johnson the second. Um, but I think that their biggest thing is corner. They're so depleted there. Um, and obviously, it doesn't help when you have to play Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Yeah. Usually helps to, usually helps to have 
maybe one serviceable thing. Yeah, I'm with Green Bay having a weaker receiving core at the moment. That it would make sense why they would want to stock up a corner, at least for the near future. For sure. I believe that brings up me, correct, for the Texans at 13? Yep. And so, just to remind everybody, at pick three, they took Kavon Thea- Nathan, say it again. Thibodeau. 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 Dog Thibodeau. All right, that's going to mess me up even more. But um, <laughs> somehow we're on the clock with the every position needed. So to be honest, I, I just concede that Texans taking the best available. And since um, Ikuanu from North Carolina State still there and projected, some are projecting him in the top 10, I think it's a no-brainer to take him at tackle. He could swing both left and right, and I think it just makes a lot of sense, especially with a young quarterback and them going defense in the beginning of the draft. So. I think it. I think that one just makes the most sense with how far he fell. Great pick. I honestly considered him at three. Again, another guy who I don't think falls all the way to thirteen next Thursday. Um, but yeah, if he's there, I agree, Joe. That's going to be one of the easiest picks the Texans will ever make. They're hoping for that, to be honest. No doubt. I think. I think if they walk away with uh, with Kavon and him, they're feeling amazing after that first day. Absolutely. Nathan, I believe you are next on the clock with the yeah, Ravens. Who am I on the clock with again? The Ravens. The Ravens. Okay, so hmm, who do I think the Ravens take? Sorry, I'm having computer issues right now. I cannot see the draft currently. So... Uh, this is really poor podcasting. Um, so I think that, you know, the Ravens definitely going to need help with, you know, with cornerback and, and with a lot of other different things. Um, yeah, I think I see him taking Kyle Hamilton here at 11, uh, here at 13, uh, who's 14. a safety for the, uh, for the Notre Dame Irish. I think, you know, he's a good player. Um, and the Ravens like to have good defenses. So, boom. Nathan, that pick went really well for you. I'm just saying. The Notre Dame Irish, that's a great team name. Is that not their team uh, name? It's the <laughs> that's fucking close enough. Come on now. <laughs> just like the Ohio State eyes. <laughs> no, that's different. That is different. Ohio State nuts. Close enough, right? <laughs> the nuts. <laughs> the nuts. Why the fuck can I see this? I don't know. What's going on? Is, are you still using your computer? That's like the one we No, I switched computers to the my, my newer, kind of more notebooky one. But um I I accidentally minimized my draft thing and I can't like see I can't reopen Chrome. So it's tough. Who knows? It is tough. So, so yeah. So while I get caught back up, Gio, you go ahead with the uh, the next pick in the draft. The I Eagles. would love to go ahead, but I'm pretty Pe- sure it's Peyton's pick. <laughs> yeah, it is my turn. Um, <laughs> the Eagles, uh, interesting. They've got a handful of needs. Um, basically, everything on defense and then wide receiver. How? 
this is just a really quick side tangent. How the hell do the Eagles still need wide receivers? Haven't they taken wide receivers in the first round for the past like four years? Jalen Rager. Three years in a row. Devontae right? Smith. And there was one other guy. Who was it the year before? Um, was it sure it's JJ? Arcega Whiteside? Yeah. yeah. Was he first round? I don't remember. But I think it's been three years in a row. <laughs> yeah, so that's really bad. The fact that they still... It's like, oh, well, they still need a wide receiver. So that's wild. Um, selfishly, I'd love for them to take wide receiver here at 15. And I definitely think it's going to be considered. Um, I would love to have Jalen Hurts have someone else to throw the ball to to help out my fantasy team. Um, that being said, I think if Devin Lloyd from Utah is here at 15, um, I think he's far and away the best inside linebacker um, in the draft this year. Absolute beast. Um, can do a little bit of everything. Uh, absolutely just flies around the field. Um, and I think is is going to be one of those guys that you see as just an anchor of a defense for 10, 15 years. Um, one of those with long time inside linebackers. Um, also has the ability to, to rush the passer and provide some, some pass rush there. So um, I think if he's here at 15, they're probably not going to risk it and hope he, he falls to them at 18. So I think, Devin Lloyd from Utah here at 15 for the Eagles. Yeah, that's a great pick. I was actually thinking Nathan might take them, uh, take him at 14 with the Ravens because that's, mm-hmm. does he not remind you of like a classic Ravens middle linebacker kind of? It's almost like yeah, Ray Lewis in a way. Yeah, he's, a, he's like a little smaller Ray Lewis kind of. And by little smaller, I mean still huge. Ray Lewis was just a massive man. Yes, he was. He was a beast. That's a good pick, though. That brings me up for the Saints. So this is another interesting kind of pick. Because obviously, we know the Saints have famous Jameis. And he's uh, the greatest quarterback to ever exist. So Absolutely. But to be honest, I think we all kind of see he's probably not going to be around for the next five years he might be around this year may possibly next year but they may look to add a quarterback behind him but with two already going you might they might just look to see if someone falls to the second round possibly or their second pick in like three picks i guess i got to pick both of these now i gotta think about that but um i didn't notice that earlier but there are also some talks about ohio about ohio state about wide receiver for them but they have mike thomas who should be coming back off injury who is obviously an all-star wide receiver. So you're going to wonder if they're just going to go that because obviously there's some some players still left at wide receiver and there's been a couple tackles that have gone already from just from like the previous picks. So the way this has fallen, it's kind of looking like it could be wide receiver. I don't think they're going to reach for the central Michigan tackle, but I have been wrong before, but I think they're probably going to go with Drake London if the draft falls this way here at, at uh, 16. Wide receiver from USC. I do think the Saints are probably going to trade up after that trade with um, the Eagles for them to get these first round picks. It just seems like they're probably going to trade up and likely hunt a quarterback, um, but obviously we're, we can't really project that. So, given Yeah, if Ford, If Kenny Pickett would have fallen here, I think they take him instantaneously. Desmond Ritter 
as well. I think I honestly think either of those guys, if they would have fallen, they probably would have gone with them. But because they were both gone, I think they're probably just going to go with wide receiver, which I also think this pick could go a bunch of different ways. They could even make a surprising pick that no one's really expecting. Mm-hmm. So who knows? We'll see, though. So Drake London's that, but Nathan, you're on the clock next with the Chargers. Um, yeah, I think the Chargers make this pretty easy, and they just draft Garrett Wilson. <laughs> like he's there. Did he already go? Am I stupid? Wasn't listening. He has not. He hasn't gone yet. I, I I think the Chargers absolutely take Garrett Wilson here. You know, some are saying he's the best wide receiver in the draft. You know, pair him up with a young, uh, with an older Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert, and, and he's going to be phenomenal. He'll be a very good player, and he will automatically jump up to the 101 in fantasy rookie drafts if he goes to the Chargers. You see, I don't see them taking wide receiver here, though. I think they're, they put out in the media recently that um, – that they're going wide receiver because they do have their eye on someone. I have no idea who they have their eye on, but wide receiver is an easy position this year because there's like four or five first rounders they could realistically choose from. But I think they're kind of setting it as a smoke screen because right now they don't need a wide receiver. I mean, I mean, do you guys think they need a wide receiver? I do. I mean, they have Keenan Allen and who else? Ca- and Austin Eckler catching the ball. And other than that, I mean, because of Mike, Mike, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. I thought he left. Did he not leave? Go where? Okay, Mike I'm just crazy. quit? No, I and thought Mike he Will- signed in free agency with someone else. No, Mike Williams is definitely still on the turn. Okay. So I think they take Garrett Wilson anyway. Well, I mean, I already picked him in. The, in the simulator, so you had to pick Can we do a quick recap here for 10 to 16? Cause, so I can get caught back up just real quick. Sure, I'm guessing you figured it out. I did. Um, so here, I'll read you off. 10 <laughs> was Jamison Williams. 11 was Ahmad Gardner, also known as Sauce Gardner. Sauce. Or Sauce, or Sauce Williams, if you're Tawny. <laughs> <laughs> 12 is Trent McDuffie. <laughs> 13 is Akim Ikawonu. Okay, great pick by the Four- Texans. 14 is Kyle Hamilton. I thought so as well. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> okay. Um, Devin Lloyd at 15. Okay. Drake London at 16. And then Garrett Wilson at 17. And then okay. the Eagles are on the clock. And then who, who went uh, nine as well? Nine was Evan Neal from Alabama. Okay. Tackle. You need any okay. more? Any other ones? No, that'll be that'll be good. Cool. So you just took Garrett Wilson. That puts you on the clock, Peanut, for 18. And the Eagles. Yep. Yep, so I get to pick for the Eagles again. Um, I think if Drake London or Garrett Wilson is here, it's an easy pick for the Eagles um, with their need for wide receiver. With those two guys off, I'm not probably as high as other people are, or maybe as high as I should be on a guy like uh, Chris Olave or um, Fraylin Burks from uh, somewhere. Um, I don't really know why. I think they're both going to be really good NFL players. I don't know if they're worth the 18th pick in the draft, though. Um, and I also don't know how desperately 
the Eagles obviously need wide receiver help, but I don't think it's their biggest need at this point. Um, I'm gonna There's go also a possibility with... they trade for one as well before the draft or on Correct. draft day. Correct. There seems to, it seems to be a little easier to track down serviceable wide receivers nowadays. Um, I'm going to go with maybe a touch of a reach here, though I don't think it's really that much of a reach based on um, how good I think this guy's going to be and what the Eagles need. I'm going to go with Jermaine Johnson, the second from Florida State. Um, bit of a one-year wonder in Tallahassee. Um, isn't necessarily an elite athlete as an edge rusher, um, but is really, really dominant in his one year. Um, does have the tools to be great and, and is already kind of polished, um, which I think for the Eagles, if you're in the NFC East this year or any year for the past – 10 years, you've always got to be trying to win your division. Um, especially as a team like especially as a team like the Eagles, where you're not bad, but you're not really good either. Um so if I'm the Eagles, I'm drafting guys who I think can come in week one, get on the field, get playing time and compete. Um, while also obviously paying attention for need. Eagles need pass rush. I think Jermaine Johnson the second is not only the best pass rusher left on the board, but is the most ready pass rusher left on the board. Um, so that's where I'm going uh, with the 18th pick. I think it's a good pick as well. Beautiful. Pretty boring, but I like it. All right, Nathan, pretty boring. <laughs> but, um, I think that's a pretty good pick. I agree with um, that NFC theory, though, as well. I think Ed definitely does help them a decent amount. And to be honest, as for for him as having like his one breakout year, that's I think that's a good sign for edge rushers. He might not immediately come in and be like, a, you know, TJ Watt or something, but he could come in and develop over a couple of years and then turn into a pretty mm-hmm. solid player. For sure. So I definitely think that's a good pick. I believe that puts me on the clock again. Yes, it does, sir. That's the Saints. And to be honest, this one I think is a pretty easy one. I I said I passed on uh, Bernard, however you say his name, Ryman from the tackle from Central Michigan, the last pick, pretty much Mm -hmm. because I figured he would probably fall to this pick. So I do think they will go probably – tackle here especially the same situation with the quarterbacks obviously being being taken to already so i think if they didn't move these two like use these two picks to move up into the top 10 they're going to go with with him at number 19 the tackle from central michigan bernard rayman i don't know how to pronounce his last name yeah the austrian beast beautiful so now i'm on the clock for the pittsburgh steelers Oh, they're going to take fun with this. Dustin Crum, quarterback out of Kent State. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seriously <laughs> taking it? No. Are they going to take him to back up Baker once the Browns cut him and he signs with the Steelers? Oh, my God. Talk about, like, if that were to actually happen, that like Baker Mayfield would instantly become the most hated man in Pittsburgh, in in Cleveland. It would be incredible. He also would throw for like six hundred yards against the Browns. I know it would be. And then be. average, 
and then average like 120 yards every other game. It would <laughs> it would be bad. No, I think so. There's been a, a lot of um, you know kind of like hints at this, uh, and if this were to shake out like this, I do think the Steelers kind of take the shot on Desmond Ritter. Mm. You know, good quality quarterback, proven he can do it at a high level. You know, older guy, more mature. You know, has a kid, has that perspective of being a dad. You know, I, I think they take quarterback here, Desmond Ritter. Did you just use has that perspective of being a dad to draft a quarterback? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like uh, in the, the movie Moneyball where they're all sitting around the table and one of the scouts goes, uh, I don't like this guy because he's got an ugly girlfriend, clearly has no confidence. <laughs> That's that level of insight right there. <laughs> Girlfriend's ugly, man. He's got no confidence. That's amazing. That is a knock against the guy, but I also don't know if uh, if I'm putting that high on my list of pros in terms of picking a franchise quarterback. But I'm also not an NFL scout, so what do I know? Hey, you never know. <laughs> so that could be one of the questions they asked him. Do you have the mindset for because you were a dad of being a future yeah. quarterback for a franchise? Yeah, maybe. You know? He just, I, he just I think it's it's absolutely a possibility. So why not? Why not? Yep. And you know who that brings us to next in the draft? Probably the pick that Mister Peanut over here has been looking forward to the most, and is probably going to be looking forward to the most on well next Thursday on in six mm-hmm. days when the draft actually happens. We have the New England Patriots on the clock at pick 21. This is obviously without any trades, barring they don't trade up or back. But, Mr. Peanut, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I'm so ready for Bill Belichick to trade out of the first round into the second round after I've stayed up for three hours to get to this pick. Um, <laughs> I'm also super pumped to see who his dog takes this year. Um, since we all know the dog, the dog runs the show since uh, the pandemic broadcast revealed that to us. Um, I thought this was going to be really easy for me about a week ago before the uh, Devontae Parker trade. I thought I'd get to 21 and just be like, I don't know, like, best wide receiver left on the board. Chris Olave left on the board. Traylon Burks is still on the board. After the Devontae Parker um, trade, I mean, the Patriots still obviously need wide receiver help. I don't think Devontae Parker, by any stretch of any imagination, um, solves all of our receiving issues. Um, that being said, we still, you know, a decent wide receiver group, um, two tight ends that, you know, you hope you get more production out of Henry and Smith this year than he did last year. Um, it's a pretty deep wide receiver class. I think he can get someone in the second or third round. who can still be a contributor. Um, maybe not right away, but partway through the season. Um, but I don't think they go wide receiver here. The two other big needs really are corner and off ball linebacker. A um, few other smaller needs, but nothing that I think needs to be addressed in round one. Um, really, for me, this comes down between Nicobe Dean from Georgia as a linebacker or uh, Andrew Booth Jr. as a corner. Um, both, I think, are desperate needs. Linebacker, we really don't have anybody um, really hanging around anymore. A um, bunch of guys who are free agents, so we'll see how that shakes out. Um, corner, we've got Jalen Mills and Malcolm Butler currently penciled in as our two starters. Um, Jonathan Jones coming back as a as a slot corner and one of the best in the league, but obviously you don't draft a guy first round to be a slot corner. Uh, anyways, um, 
I'm a little horrified by starting Malcolm Butler at corner this year. Obviously, I know he clinched a Super Bowl for us, but that was really uh, damn near one of the last good things he ever did in the NFL. Obviously, he had really one more good year with us, but has had quite the uh, precipitous drop since. So with that being said, I think Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson is just a good fit for us. Uh, big, tall, long corner. Um, ran a lot of press man coverage at Clemson, which is what Bill really likes to run. Um, so I, I think I think if this is how the board shakes out, um, I'd be pretty happy with, with Booth coming to, coming to New England. Um, and then, obviously, again, grabbing a wide receiver later for uh, – for future play, play caller, go judge to, to play with this year. Is Joe like Judge that. really the OC? It's not official, but apparently uh, that's the way it's trending. Yikes. Interesting. No, I definitely like that pick, though. I could see him or a, or a linebacker. So with Nakobe Dean as well, I could see Bill going either of those ways. I think those are both players he's gonna like. He would he would love like right up his alley. Yeah, the one thing with Dean, um, I really like Nakobe Dean. He is undersized for an inside linebacker, um, and he played behind arguably not even arguably um, one of the best defensive lines in the history of college football last year. Um, so he really was untouched a lot in terms of getting to the, getting into the backfield and cleaning up runs and things like that. Um, I don't, by any stretch of imagination, think he's going to be a bust. Um, but I also am a little concerned about his transitioning to, uh, to the NFL game. Um, and then also Bill has historically always taken or always had bigger middle linebackers as opposed to smaller, quicker guys. Um, that's one thing I wish he would change because I got tired of seeing Jawan Bentley get ghouled in open space by, by running backs, running pass routes last year. Um, but I, I, I don't, I think that might play a, play a part in his decision to go corner here over, over linebacker. I'd be happy with either. Um, but I, I think corner is probably where it shakes out. Yeah, I definitely could see that. You making that pick too, as like as the Packers fan drafting behind you when you said you weren't going going wide receiver, you pretty much just made every Packers fan's draft because you actually gave them a selection at wide receiver after. Yeah, I think this, not a, this pick's pretty pretty easy. I would say for you, Geo. To be honest, Utah, is there not a Utah it, State quarterback on the board right now? Well, I was already thinking about trading up for him, but you know we can't we can't trade, so you know that through those. Players. Yeah, right yeah. here are the and Packers the take Sam Howell, quarterback out of North Carolina. So, so Nathan, you said it's an easy pick, but to be honest, I don't think the Packers are expecting Chris Olave or Traylon Burks, like both of them, to fall to them. I was going to pick if either of them made it. Pick between, like, pick one of them because I figured that's probably around the class of wide receiver. I don't think the other ones are falling this far, but I honestly think if Olave falls to them, they're probably going to go with him. But I do think Trail and Burks will definitely be in consideration for a couple of reasons because the Cowboys really do like him, have been vocal about it. So if they go and there's a chance that Olave falls, I could possibly see the Packers trading up from 28. 
to like one of the like either like 23 or 24 or something with the Cardinals or Cowboys and maybe even going two wide receivers. But I just think right here, it just makes too much sense. And as a Michigan fan, I would absolutely love it if Olave ended up in Green Bay. So I, I just yeah. think this one's a straightforward one. I, I mean, it's not much of a decision. We'll see if he falls to us on Thursday. That'd probably be the best case scenario for us at 22. I mean, obviously, Jamison Williams would, but I don't think he's going to fall that far. But um, I think I just think it makes the most sense if this is the way the board falls. Yeah, definitely. All right, so Arizona Cardinals. Um, nothing's really been good coming out of Phoenix uh, in terms of the offseason. They've made no big splashes. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, and his size uh, medium jersey are really upset um, <laughs> for a couple of reasons, uh, which I understand. Um, so I think they try to appease that and get him uh, a lineman. So Linderbaum is gone, correct? Nope, he's not. So I think they take Tyler Lindenbaum here. Let, yeah, let Kyler think- have a little bit more more time and chance and you know, Linderbaum is one of the best centers out of the draft. So, you know, I think Lindenbaum, him falling to twenty three. Linderbaum. Him falling this far is a sign of like how people view the center position. Because like yeah. he's a like he's a hell of a player. Like he could probably play guard to be honest on on most NFL teams as well as center. But I mean, he was a beast at Iowa, especially yeah. this last year. Like it, yeah, but, it, but it's also like at center. How can you like justify spending a top ten pick or even like top twenty pick on on the center? Well, and if you think I'm taking a center in a mock draft podcast, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> That's just very boring. very fair. I've seen him mock to the Packers a couple times at. At mm. um, twenty two from falling, I'm just like that. Just it just doesn't make sense. We drafted a center last year. Yeah, <laughs> why do we draft a center this year? <laughs> well, it's always good to have a backup. That's the Packers' way. And yeah, in that first round, we spent a second round pick on it was Ohio State center last year. Actually, now that I think about it, Josh Myers. But um, I don't know. I like I think he's a hell of a player, but it's just when do you t- when's the right time to take a center? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. This brings uh, us to you, Nathan, with the Cowboys, right? I just yeah. went. This is Peanut. That was the first yeah. time I think I've messed up. I've been pretty good up until then. Yeah, I've been um, fucking up quite a bit. Hmm. <laughs> so, I, the, if this is the way the board falls, the Cowboys should take one of the top three Georgia defenders remaining, Wyatt, Dean, or Davis. Um, all three fill positions of need for them. They need some linebacker help. They definitely need some defensive line help after the whole uh, Randy Gregory madness. Now, I know none of these three guys are defensive ends, um, so they're not necessarily like-for-like replacements, but with how dominant Wyatt and Davis can be on the defensive line, I think they would more than help uh, fill that hole created by Gregory. Um, But Gio, to your point, it sounds like they're really enamored with Burks. I don't and get it, honestly. It would be the most Jerry Jones thing of all time to be like, oh, I know we need these positions, but I can go get myself a, a Devo Samuel 2.0. And uh, yeah, you know, we can get rid- 
We uh, Amari Cooper's gone. Like, we'll just score 50 points a game and hope the other team doesn't score 51, right? Um, but honestly, I don't know what they're going to do here. They also need a right tackle. Um, and the the uh, um, the guy from uh, uh, what Northern Iowa, Tr- Trevor Penning, is still here. Um, just for shits and giggles, because I think the Cowboys will consistently continue to make the worst decision possible for their franchise, um, a la hiring Mike McCarthy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to take Traylon Burks, just because I feel like that's the madness that's going to happen. Um, and honestly, I think the Cowboys will be must-see TV every week just because uh, the games are not the, – the over-under on their total score is going to be like 75 every week. And I think that's just a, a beautiful thing. See, I agree with you 100% that, like, in this situation, if he falls on, they're going to take Traylon Burks. I just don't get why. <laughs> like, I really don't understand why. They just re-signed, Gall- they re-signed Gallup. CD Lamb is going to be like he's a stud already, but he's like obviously a stud. Especially those three guys from Georgia. I just feel like for their like it would just be better value. But I wish the Cowboys. I think it's a terrible decision, but uh, (laughs) I think Jerry Jones is going to do it because that's what he does. He makes bad choices. No, doesn't he just like he just like completely solos the draft, right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, he's the owner and the GM. I, he's got guys in there with him, but he's the final say. Um, and it just worked for C.D. Lamb, too. I mean, remember, they had just, like, they had got the Mari Cooper, like, the, like two years before. I mean, obviously, he's gone now. But he had, like, he's done this recently when they haven't yeah. had a wide receiver. That was a little different, though, because C.D. Lamb, nobody thought he was going to fall to them, right? It was, like, not even a consideration that C.D. was dropping that far. And then he did, and they're kind of like, well, you know, this is a guy who's probably a top 10 talent, and they were picking, what, 18th that year? Well, didn't they trade They traded up in front of the, the Eagles, right? Then they, they trade up no, two they, picks. They to, traded, didn't, did they trade with the Giants? Is that what happened? They traded with the Giants up two picks, So the, and then the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager because they were going to draft yeah. C.D. Lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, again, they only made that trade because C.D., dropped down the board right again nobody thought he would get that far yeah and it was uh, like do we want this guy on our team or do we want to play him twice a year exactly and i think there's a very realistic scenario where burks just naturally is here right i like I, if burks is available at 24 i'm not going to be shocked um and that's what i think makes this even weirder is that especially if there are guys like wyatt dean davis those level of defenders especially in position of of need for the Cowboys left on the board, they're still going to take Burks, and it's just going to be a magnificent mess in in Dallas next year. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is Cowboys. Has Fox replaced uh, Buck and Aikman since those two guys called every Cowboys game ever? Um, I'm just wondering who I would be listening to. They did. I forget who it was, though. Let's see. I'll look it up. Hmm. Uh, it still it still says TBD. I thought they did. I guess I might. It might have been has. them announcing them going to where where they go. They go to Prime. I think. Um, you know, no, ESPN. Oh, they went to ESPN. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, 
prime is uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. That's who it was. I'm mixing every I'm mixing everyone up because now this yeah. is the idea. I'm <laughs> yeah. seeing Fox is gonna be Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, likely. So they have not fully made it yet. And then it's it's Kirk Herbstreet and Al Ma- Al Michaels will do the Thursday night games on Amazon Prime. Right. And then Nance Romo, CBS, Tariko Collins with NBC. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Can be a- watching on Prime is going to be interesting. Like I think the the first game of the season is only on Prime. That's going to be an interesting switch up. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will see. All right, it is my turn. No, I it's, it's G- my Gio's yeah, turn. it's my turn. So I'm with the Bills, and so. I feel like this is – I almost feel like the Bills have an outside chance of possibly taking a running back here, but I also don't think they're going to do that. It's whether they're going to panic with the wide receivers. Like if Traylon Burks goes one pick before them and Alave obviously to Green Bay, three picks before them. So that would be – that was that four wide receivers so far this draft? So it's whether they decide – was that five? Yeah, Williamson, Wilson, London, Burks. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah. So it's been five wide receivers. So it's whether they're going to kind of panic and be like, hey, run on wide receivers. Do we go wide receiver now to kind of replace the aging Cole Beasley and back up number one Stefan Diggs? Or are they going to see these three Georgia defenders on the clock and be like, hey, Jordan Davis is a pretty damn good player. We probably want to go with someone like him or Devonte Wyatt. Either of those, so it's kind of, it's kind of at one of those spots right now, and I don't know. I'm having a tough decision here. I feel like I'm gonna go with Devonte Wyatt. I don't think they're gonna panic and go wide receiver. I think if this many wide receivers go already before them in the draft, they'll probably avoid it at this point. Um, they also do have Stefan Diggs. They do have an aging Cole Beasley who was pretty solid last year. So like I think like it's not like the biggest need, so I think that's who they're who they will go with. I do also think there's an outside chance they take a a running back. There's always one team that seems to take a running back in the first round, and I think there's a possibility that the Bills do do take one here, but we'll see it's an outside chance. You said Davis, right? I said Wyatt. Very nice. So here yeah. on the I clock, think either, it could go. It could go either way. Yeah, just the yeah. the fact that those three guys are here now is just like kind of nuts. Like they're so talented. Like, that Georgia defense was insane. But I agree with you, Gio. I don't think they reach for a wide receiver here, especially since there are a bunch of good guys you can grab in rounds two or three who aren't obviously of that caliber, but can still be pretty high level contributors early on in their careers. I agree, but I do think if one of those wide receivers, one of those top five guys that have already gone does fall to, then they'll probably take that. But obviously they didn't this round. So I do think that it just makes the most sense there. And they're pretty much just picking who they like better, Wyatt or Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. So, so I'm here, pick 26 here with the uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, 
you know, I, I feel like the Titans could go a lot of different ways with this. Um, but I think I could definitely see them doing something on the offensive line the most, just with how their play style is and, you know, running the ball a flip ton with Derrick Henry. Um, so I think they're going to go with Zion Johnson here. Did he already go? He didn't no. go. I think they're going to go with Zion Johnson here. You know, get a, nice, get a good guard, um, you know, one that can, you know, establish the play action, which, you know, Vrabel likes to do with Derrick Henry and, um, you know, just beef up that offensive line for, you know, another playoff push. I mean, the Titans are going to be a good team again next year. They should so, be. Yeah. The AFC is loaded now, too. I mean, you have the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson going to be best team in the league. Um, you know, Mahomes <laughs> is there. Josh Allen's a stud. Herbert's a stud. Russell Wilson now. Like, it, it's just going to be really fun. No, it's something crazy to think about along that aspect, though, Nathan. The Titans the were the one overall seed. Well, they did. They were a third. But I was thinking more along the lines of, like, the, the Titans were the one overall seed in the AFC last year. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. nuts. They could go from the one overall seed to possibly, like, the yeah, seven. Yeah, but, or you like, know, think about who was in their division last year. Like, yeah. they got to play Jacksonville and Houston four times. Very yeah, true. So, you yeah. know, that's – and yeah. the Colts weren't – you know, you get Carson Wentz, like, that – that's worth seven points. So yeah, you're seven nothing up on the Colts all the time. So you're able to take care. They split. They go, they go one on one on the Colts last year. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, that, that you know they gone two and zero. They went two and zero because they yeah. played the second game. It was early on. I'm pretty sure they played like twice in the first like eight or nine weeks right. or something. You, I think you're absolutely right. So, yeah, I mean, they get to play Jacksonville and Houston again this year twice. So that's a lot of fun. Hey, Christian Kirk going to Jacksonville, change the wide receiver market. Oh, He's my gosh. Next big time wide receiver. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and Debo saw that and were just like, hell yes, Christian. Like, your agent's the fucking man. Like, get me my money. Tyreek and Devontae saw that and they're just like, yo money yeah. <laughs> now like this guy's not that good like he can maybe be good but like we're the two best wide receivers in the nfl like where's our money i think my, my favorite thing on this pod so far has been connie referring to the amount that the titans run the ball as a flipping lot and then not, not only 90 seconds later saying christian kirk's agent is the fucking man so just the, <laughs> the drastic shift of uh, his use of the F word has been. You know, we are uh, we're family friendly podcast when we can be here. Outside of Christian Kirk for ruining the wide receiver market. <laughs> also, also <laughs> since the Browns were mentioned, we think the Browns are even going to finish top after their division this year. Yes, I do. I don't think they are. I think they I do. Higher. I, I I think they finish second, probably around second. I think no, that, we, um, the Bengals we, we are going to win. Ba- we beat the Bengals. I think we win hey. the division. How no assets on the line here this this podcast, but I think we win the division. How many how there, many games is Deshaun even going to play? I don't think he gets suspended this year. I don't think he gets suspended. I think he gets suspended next year. I do not I think he gets think suspended this year. I don't think that's the case. And we got Jacoby Brisket, baby. Come on. 
technically still got Baker as your backup. We got Baker. Baker will not show up. Baker will not wear orange and brown again. I that is also guaranteed. Also, if, your, if your argument for winning the division is we have Baker Mayfield, you've already lost. Yeah. No, hey, I never said that. Off. I said we got Jacoby. No, okay. You've also already lost that discussion then, too. Kobe Brisket, the baby. Brisket, the beef brisket is a solid NFL quarterback. He's more yeah. along the Mario. No, good I, back. I, I, full, I fully believe Deshaun Watson does not get suspended this year because I don't think anything changes from the point that it's in right now. It won't. They already said they won't look at any of the civil suits until next year. So it's whether the NFL decides. Well, no yeah, one knows what will happen because the Texans didn't fry and play him. So no one knows yeah, what the NFL do. Yeah, I don't think the civil suits are going to impact. I mean, we're probably getting a little too in the weeds here. I don't think the result of the civil suits is going to impact the NFL's decision that much. Yeah, Put I, it this I, way. The I NFL will suspend him at some point or, or fine him, obviously. They could just fine him. You never know. They could do nothing. It's the NFL for all we know. But, like, they'll do something. But I, I was thinking they were probably going to wait till after the civil suits because, like, what more proof could the NFL have right now that the civil suits wouldn't bring out? So I feel like they could be waiting for that to happen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't the know. NFL the, NFL the, NFL doesn't need, power, so. the NFL doesn't need proof, though. I mean, they don't at, at the end of the day. So um, I just think it's kind of ridiculous. Even if they have proof, they don't do that much. I mean, look at Ray Rice. Right. I just think it's kind of ridiculous I mean, if you let him play this year. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to suspend him next year. Don't worry, guys. They did that with Zeke. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that was the right decision, though. That's true. So, um, yeah. Maybe a bad decision yeah. passes and justify a bad decision. No. Yeah. Zion Johnson, guard, Tennessee Titans. <laughs> we, were, we were drafting. I, this, is, so that, <laughs> this would mean Mr. Peanuts on the clock for his, uh, for his former quarterback, Tom Brady, here. Yeah, almost the almost the Dolphins quarterback until uh until Bill Belichick that would have been nuts. Sent, Ooh, until Bill no. sent a text that got forward. Oh my god! Those. I didn't even think about that. Bill could have caused this whole thing. Oh, that's yeah. Genius. Oh no, 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 yeah. I uh, there is some like level of conspiracy theory that Bill Belichick sent that text to spark the whole madness of Flores to keep the Dolphins from getting Brady. Did that probably – is that the reason why it happened? Probably not. Am I 100% going to run with that? 1,000%. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The dark, the dark Lord works in mysterious ways. Mysterious ways. He's just anyways, a genius. Uh, he is. But anyways, Buccaneers at 27. <laughs> uh, I do think Zion Johnson would be the best spot for them, best person for them. They, they need a guard. Um, I do think it'll be interesting to see what they do next week since, um, as Tani just demonstrated, the Titans are probably going to be very interested in Johnson as well. That being said, um, with uh, Sue most likely on the way out, on his way out from Tampa, they do need uh, an interior defensive line replacement. Um, I don't think he falls this far in six days, but if Jordan Davis is there and Johnson gets taken by the Titans, uh, my guess is... Um, the Bucks GM is turning turning in his pick card within thirty seconds to be on the clock and taking Jordan Davis. 
damn you, Peanut. The reason I say damn you is because I was about to take him with the Packers if he fell to the 28 with pretty much the exact same thing they're turning in the card within about 30 seconds. If he happens to fall to them that far. I agree. I don't think he's going to fall that far. There's a chance. No. But uh, I agree. That's It's just – it makes too much sense. Yep. It's an easy pick for them, especially if Johnson is off the board. Um, those are really their two positions of need. And if the best guard's gone – and you get one of the best interior defensive linemen left. Seems like a pretty easy, pretty easy call. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty straightforward, right? I don't know, Nathan. Do you have any thoughts on it? No. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I mean, I don't think he's fallen that far, but whatever. Who knows? Um, so now this brings me back on the clock for another interesting pick for the Green Bay Packers. And the way this is falling, I could possibly see the Packers trading out of the spot. Obviously, they're not trading out of the spot. I don't think with the pick of Alave earlier, they're going to go two wide receivers, especially with Traylon Burks not falling past the Cowboys at 24. There's there's a thought that they could go D-line. There's a thought that they could go safety. Um, there's, there's a lot of people thinking they could go tackle around this time. I mean, I don't really see it because – Realistically, Batiari should be back, and Elton Jenkins should be the right tackle of the future. So I don't really see them going tackle here. I actually think there's a guy listed as a cornerback who I don't think they see him listed as a cornerback right now because the Packers like really athletic guy. He's actually a guy from Michigan, Daxton Hill. I think with because Darnell Savage is going to be up for his fifth year option, I believe would be next year. I forget how many years, but Adrian Amos is up for um, his contracts up. So I could definitely see them going with Daxton Hill. He's listed as a cornerback now, in case you guys are trying to look him up. But I think he, he could play. He played safety in college. So I think the Packers would use him more as a safety slash slot defender. And he's the exact type that they like. Of, like he tested very, like the raw athletic score, the Raz. I don't know if you've seen that before. The, the Packers tend to draft people with high like athletic scores. So I can see them taking him knowing that there's a future need at safety and there's a possibility that he he'll still be around. Obviously, I mean, not more, I mean, there's a good chance he's still around around here. So that's kind of where I think they'll go with that, especially if wide receiver is dealt with early in the draft with Olave. Yeah. Tani and I know what the uh, raw athletic score is. We're actually the, we were actually the prototypes for it, so um, yeah, a perfect, you know, a perfect score is, is Tony and me. So yeah, but yeah, I think I ran a yeah. uh, five two forty, um, five, put up two twenty five on the bench, uh, zero times. Yeah, um, I put two twenty five on the bar. I didn't lift it, but I was able <laughs> to put the lift on the bar. I did a walkout, you know, where you just you you lift it up and then you just like hold it over. You're like, yep, we're good. I can I can hold yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> no need to move it. No, no. If I can put it up, that's enough. Um, no, I really like that pick, Gio. I think Daxton Hill is going to be uh, a Swiss Army knife for whichever team ends up taking him. So, um, 
I think he's got that flexibility, like you mentioned, to play kind of all over the secondary, but particularly as a you know high safety and uh, in the slot. So I think that's a really good pick. Yeah, I think it makes sense for the Packers' future needs with like contracts yeah. and things like that. So I could definitely see it happening if the draft shapes out this way. Kind of surprised he was listed at corner. To be honest, I thought he would be listed as a safety. Yeah, interesting. All right, so I'm up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they have two back-to-back picks, correct? Correct. So they do. This one's from San I wouldn't be trade. You know what? I, I would not be surprised if if, if is if they package these two trades to move up to go get a wide receiver. That would not mm-hmm. surprise me, especially with Olave falling to 22. Yeah. You know, you One know, thing and, to consider with that, though, because I do also think Green Bay is going to be they could possibly be looking to move up. Yeah. New England could possibly be moving looking to move up. There's even a possibility that the Saints look to move up for a quarterback or something like that. So yeah. there's a lot of like movement. Yeah, well, there, there's going to be trades. Like the, there's always yeah. day one trades. Uh, people, you know, teams going out and getting their guys. Um, but here, um, you know, I think with. Uh, Nagabe Dean falling this far down. Um, it's not really a need for the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, just with the talent, um, I, I don't think they they pass on him to really strengthen up that defensive core. Um, you know, they're because th- they're thinking Super Bowl, and they know that uh, the year they won the Super Bowl was when their defense kind of turned it around late. And um, you know, I think they're really going to sharpen up that defense. And with his talent at twenty nine, it's a no brainer for me. Best available, I could see it, but they also have two in a row, so that would yeah. it also make sense. You could pretty much then this pick is also you could slot in at twenty nine. Yeah, here you, you know here you, could, here you could go with uh, you know Dustin Crum out of out of Kent State quarterback. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me either. That's how you see Super Bowl. <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes is like, yeah, I needed you know four uh, uh you know good four shots of tequila after that. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, trade up first, though. Hmm. Yeah, he's going one overall. The Jags are replacing Trevor Lawrence with Dustin Crum. <laughs> uh, Chiefs again at 30. Um, for me, I feel like they're probably looking either right tackle or wide receiver here. Um, which means, leads me to think either Trevor Penning from uh, Northern Iowa or uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn, uh, Penn State. Um, I don't know if Dotson's the most talented receiver remaining. Uh, I definitely think there's an argument for that. Um, I do think he probably fits the Chiefs the best, though, out of all the receivers remaining. Um, he's definitely not. Tyree Kill, I've seen some people be like, oh, he's like he's can be a replacement for Tyree Kill. Like, no. No one is no one's a replacement for Tyree Kill, right? I mean, that dude is just a it's special talent. Um Agreed. That said, like Jahan Dotson, it, in a weird way, he reminds me of like a more athletic Julian Edelman. Um I think he's a really, really elite route runner. Great hands. Um but has kind of that elite athleticism that Edelman lacked. Um, 
I think the smart pick here for the Chiefs would be Trevor Penning. Shore up that offensive line. But at the same time, it's kind of almost like the Cowboys, where it's like, well, if we score more points than you do, what does it matter? Um, except the Chiefs are actually good at football more consistently than the Cowboys are. Um, good coach. Yeah. Well, just a a real coach, as opposed to Mike McCarthy. Um, and also, uh, you know, that one might have won the Super Bowl at one point. <laughs> <laughs> might have been carried, but still. Um, so I'm going to go Jahan Dotson here for the Chiefs. Um, I could definitely see that. Again, I, I think I think Penning's probably the smart, safe choice to shore up that offensive line. Um, I do think, though, there, there's probably some concern about when does Kelsey start dropping off? Uh, he's right around that age where you typically see tight ends slip a little bit. And obviously I know more and he's more players are, players are able to extend their windows. Kelsey obviously doesn't take the same level of, of hits from blocking as much as, as your typical tight end does. So I do think he's kind of got a, a larger peak or peak-esque window than a, your typical tight end. Um, but I do think you've, you've got to start planning for the future of your pass-catching uh, pass core. Um, with Patrick Mahomes, and I think Jahan Dotson's a good fit for the Chiefs. Um, we'll give them some flexibility, can do a lot of different things, and um, they'll be able to move them all across the field, which I think is a, a good flexibility piece to have in the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, that makes sense. Travis Kelsey's turning 33 this season. He's a lot, he's older than I think most people like mm-hmm. kind of figure. How old is Gronk? Probably around the same. Same age. Uh, That was interesting because Gronk feels 15 years older. Well, his personality is that of a 20-year-old and his body is that of a 50-year-old. So really, who knows how old Gronk is. Yeah. And also, Travis Kelsey had his main like boom later, a lot later in his career. He's 32, by the way. But a lot later, so he's... Also, he turned. He's actually a little bit older. He turned thirty-three in May. But um, Gronk was better earlier in his career, and I think Travis Kelsey more had his boom when uh, when Mahomes kind of came later in his career. Yeah, having an all-time great quarterback um, definitely helps. Helps. That helps. Yeah, definitely doesn't hurt you as a receiver typically. No, unless, you're Devon- unless you're Devontae Adams. I heard that's why he left. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he upgraded at the quarterback position. Absolutely. Yeah. Clear as that. And whenever you can play with someone from the Carr family, you always go for it. Well, he's at least safer from COVID now. So, yeah, it's very true. It's the small victories. Yeah. So I think that brings me on the clock at 31. I have no idea who the Bengals are going to take here at 31, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's got to be offensive line, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking, like, do they take a tackle? Like, would they take another tackle? I think you just need fucking bodies. Yeah, they just need quantity at this point. Some, someone's got to hit. That's fair. I, I don't know. It's just like... Their needs are like guard and center. I don't think they're gonna go. 
they might go with Trevor Penning. It's either I'm having trouble deciding between a guard and a tackle. That's how you know we've made it to the right point in the draft. So hmm. I'm going to go with Penning because he's better than the next guard who's here, and they could probably get a guard later anyway. So we're going to go with Penning, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, the tackle. All right, with the final pick of the the 2022 NFL Draft first round is the Super Bowl winning Detroit Lions, um, and I think they take Sam Howell at quarterback here, and they what? they reach they reach on a they reach on a quarterback they're on, on day one. He's a day one QB, and they why uh, Howell over Matt Coral. Um, I think it's a school thing, you know, between UNC and uh, Ole Miss. You know, UNC is a much better school, um, so they they take the guy who went to the better school. All right, fair. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's one way you can look at it. Just, uh, does he have a son as well, Nathan? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I, we can look that up. <laughs> He has a kid that that's a Sam Howell kids on Google. No kids. Matt Corral definitely does not have a kid. That's <laughs> why he's not a first round quarterback. Yeah, exactly. You know, if he had that, uh, you know, also if Brett Gabbert was here, I think he goes, you know, day one as well. But uh, I think he's got another year. He's got another year. <laughs> now, I do want to point out that we drafted four quarterbacks in the first round and Tommy took three of them. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, every I do not think I'll be take nor the Packers. I'm all for. <laughs> is there? I mean, if there's an over under for first round quarterbacks taken this year, do you think it's a three and a half number? Two and a half in the first round. I would take under on three and a half. So hard. Yeah, I probably would too. But the people, I, I mean. No one expected Mitchell Trubisky to be the second overall, but that's where he went. Yeah, well, look, if we want to bash on Mitchell Trubisky, I'm here for it. We can spend another couple hours on that. Um, or if we just want to bash on the Bears in general. Um, but I, I feel like people forget, like, Mitch Trubisky was a consensus, like, top 10 pick. Wrongly so, clearly. But people were, like, ready for Mitch to be drafted in the top 10. Like, I don't think that was as big as, of a surprise as people think it is now. Um, well, I think it's more, more along the lines of a comparison thing. Well, yeah, when Watson and Mahomes come after him, it's like, huh, whoops, what could have been? Yeah. I mean, Very could true. Imagine, could you imagine Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Justin Fields at running back? Bears would be unstoppable. It's mean. It's very mean. We love you, Bears fans. Um, we're sorry for everything that's uh, for every times you you felt like you've been wronged in this world. I'm absolutely not sorry. All right, so that that wraps up our our first round. Um, we'll see how many we got right. Um, and thank you, everyone, you for know, uh, coming in. You know, we're going a hundred percent. Yeah, on. this gonna, was. I'm just gonna to end this off. I'm gonna read out exactly the 32 picks in order when we have. Just to end it off in case anyone's curious to yeah. want to see how accurate we're going to be. Yeah, so, an hour and a half, without a doubt, the longest podcast we've ever done. Not too bad, though. So, 
One is Trayvon Walker, two, Aiden Hutchinson, three, Kavon, the mess up his name every time, four, Derek Stingley Jr., five, Charles Cross, six, Kenny Pickett, short conference finest, seven, George Karloftis, eight, Malik Willis, nine, Evan Neal, 10, Jamison Williams, 11, Sauce Gardner, 12, Trent McDuffie, 13, Akeem Ikawanu. I can pronounce that better than freaking, what's his name, Kavon? Dibano. 14, Kyle Hamilton. 15, Devin Lloyd. 16, Drake London. 17, Garrett Wilson. 18, Jermaine Johnson II. 19, Bernard Rayman. Probably said that wrong. 20, Desmond Ritter. 21, Andrew Booth Jr. 22, Chris Olave. Go Pack Go. 23, Tyler Lindenbaum. 24, Traylon Burks. 25, Devontae Wyatt. 26, Zion Johnson. 27, Jordan Davis. 28, Daxton Hill. Go Pack Go. 29, Nicobe Dean. 30, Jahan Dotson. 31, Trevor Penning. And 32, the Bears traded back into the first round to redraft Mitch. So that's what we nice. got for our draft. So that's what we got for our draft. I think, th- I think this is going to be a solid episode, if I do say so myself. It's long. This is real long. If you get to this point, um, please text me and just say the word um, raspberry. Raspberry, and I will. I'll give you something fun. Because if, if we get fifteen people to text the word raspberry, I'll shave Tony's head. No, if we get fifteen I'll people to text me raspberry, um, we'll we'll do something fun. Yeah, we'll shave your head. We won't do that. Too late. This It'll is a verbal contract. It'll be very funny. Alright, goodbye everybody. Thanks for joining us, Peanut. Goodbye.